You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the real 373rd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in lovely Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in super cold Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Guys, first episode of 2022. Are you guys, uh, you know, are we are we turning over a new leaf? Are we coming out of our shells? Are we... Have we reached a new plateau here on the podcast? Because we're in like year eight, maybe seven. I don't know. I think eight. we reached a plateau in our mid twenties. Um, mm. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, same old, same keeping old. steady. At some point, it's going to be downhill from here, Spencer. But I don't know. How do you feel? The new leaf for yourself? New year, new me, baby. I am. Uh, <laughs> I am all in on twenty twenty two. You know, I was. Uh, I went into 2020 with big plans, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Big plans. Uh-huh. I mean, Remember? I was I was going to win the Unbound with Tim on a, on a tandem. Yep. Um, we, yep. That and unfortunately, that got pulled out from... Uh, Wait, did you say unfortunately or fortunately? Sorry. Unfortunately is the okay. story I'm sticking to. Uh, that okay. got, you know, that rug got pulled out from under us. And, and we had to do... Um, we had to call an audible on the play, and we did the Everesting Challenge instead well before it was popular. Mm. Yeah, we were groundbreakers on that, for sure. And obviously, like, I was going to win that one, too, but Tim somehow <laughs> gamed the system and cheated, and I don't know what he did, uh-huh. but the files were corrupted, and somehow the Florida man has pulled off a victory there. So 2020, <laughs> for that reason, 2020 was a just a garbage year. Um, I don't know if there's anything else going on, but... Um, Losing an Everest challenge to a guy from Florida is um, you know, pretty painful. I, I don't take that personal. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, 2021, though, I wrote that one off from the start, you guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you knew this, like a but I had no plans mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for going, going for it for 2021. But 2022, let me tell you guys, I've already been on the Zwift. Whoa. You've been on the Zwift? We're only... As of recording, we're only two days into the series. Two days in, yeah. I'm two, two days, days in. How many times I've been myself. on? Wow. I've been on. I've been on two days. So I've been outside on the bike two days. Tim, have you been out two days? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I have. Whoa. Um, you guys. This yesterday, is I did the a fam- only time we've ever on, all, on a bicycle. All been on, on a, a bike, bicycle. Yeah. Like at the two same, days in a row. Well, wow. It's almost like we're yeah. riding together. Yeah. Moral support. Yesterday, I, right. I took the kids. Mm-hmm. I took the kids out in the cargo bike for a little Orlando Bike Coalition ten mile spin. Oh, great. And then today, I did a, a solid. 45 miles because I knew Spencer was out there on the Zwift working mm-hmm. hard uh-huh. as he is probably going to try to convince us to do another Everest challenge because he has Mount Tam Tom. out his Tom, <laughs> Tom. Mount Tom <laughs> yeah. out his back window, back door, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. just can ride up. But it's always so um, foggy. So I'm a little bit nervous. How's he going to do it? It's pretty foggy here, you know, yeah. like it's not negative, uh, you know, 11 or 15 Fahrenheit like it is in Minneapolis, which I don't know the um, calculation to get that uh, changed over for our Canadian and uh, UK corner friends. Oh, it's just just uh, an X. It says don't go outside. Extremely cold. When you calculate it Celsius. But I did go outside today with the super rookie Vaseline nose. Well, let's shout out to friend of the pod, Beatus, uh, from St. Louis, who ventured into enemy territory, came to Minneapolis... Uh, he's been listening to the podcast, one of our OG listeners, and went to uh, the hockey game that was outside. And we'll keep this real quick, but uh, Minneapolis did its finest to uh, showcase to the nation negative six degrees during an NHL game during primetime yeah. uh, yesterday. Uh, fantastic stuff. Yeah. It's going to be 30 um, in like two days. <laughs> I, I, that I myself had quite the event. Now, you guys know, saved up the pennies. Um, 
Yeah, and, I'm I'm curious about this ride you said you did, Tim, because yeah. as far as I've been led to believe, you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, I've got um I got a new bike. Uh-huh. I got the Richie Swiss Cross. Shout out to a uh, friend of the pod, Christian Aarons at BTI out there in New Mexico that uh, was able to get me one of two medium frames. And then uh, my friends at Winter Park Cycles here in Orlando put it together for me. So Rides it's great. Choice, it's got campy. It's got I, can't, campy I can't believe e-car. you made this excellent choice. Usually well, you, you make guys, such bad choices. Well, the Moots, I think, is a pretty good choice. You guys have yeah. never steered me wrong. Every time I've talked to you guys about what bikes to get, mm-hmm. I think you guys have done a great job. We are in full agreement that mm-hmm. carbon yeah, yeah, is yeah. on the way out. I don't want a carbon bike anymore. I want metal. Spencer, you had a Swiss Cross. Mm-hmm. I love it. I am very happy with this bike. I need to get a little bit of a fit, probably a little bit longer stem. I'll go down and see uh, Taylor at the bikery in uh, St. Pete for that. Um, but what I'm, I've got this black Swiss cross. I am going to get the, the upgrade I'm going to give myself in, uh, is I'm going to get a Moots stem and a Moots seat post, but I'm going to get them painted white. That's some fancy by, upgrades, um, man. I thought you were going to so, get some like latex tubes or something. No, 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 no. I'm getting fancy tubes. upgrades because this then this guy doesn't use tubes. <laughs> it, well, it doesn't, and I don't use tubes because, as you guys saw, I was doing a sweet 80 mile ride, bunch of gravel with some friends on Thursday, mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine was riding in front of me, and little did he know, but that was a giant four inch knife that was on the side of the road, um, broken off, and mm-hmm. when he rode over it, it kind of popped it up, and my back tire went over this thing. And it exploded. Sealant everywhere. The size of a golf ball. Yeah. The whole. I, check out my Instagram. I think I put it on the Slow Ride Podcast Instagram account, yeah. too. And my friend, uh, Joey, who's the mechanic, right away, as soon as he sees it, he's like, we're not patching that. I'll see you later. <laughs> and then, like, he just kind of kept going. <laughs> so Sarah had to come get me. Um, you know, he stopped, he stopped to make sure I had enough water in my water bottles. Cause I use the elite water bottles and they're a little smaller. So they're always like, Oh, you need to get a lot more water. They, they wanted to make sure I was good. That's nice, um, That's nice. I have never ridden over a knife before, but this no. thing took a solid chunk out of my Panaracer gravel King. Someone said Pana fail, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, I don't think any tire would have been able to survive a knife, no. um, in them. But I have to get it fixed by Saturday because I'm doing a cross Florida gravel ride from the Gulf of Mexico side to the Atlantic side, 204 miles, little training for Unbound in June. And of the 204 miles, about 70% apparently is on gravel and lime rock roads. So I am stoked for this bike. Uh, My former Swift Cycle bike shop co-owner, Keith Richards, rock and roll is coming in from Oregon to come ride it with me and some oh, wow. other friends of the pod, like Graham Partain guys, you, you people, you know, that you've seen around at the phone party, they they're stoked. And I think <laughs> the collapse is going to be documented right around mile 170. I think 170. That's where I, I think I can get to 170. Okay, 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 hey, when man, I get to 170, under, it's down. Little, little guy. Are you taking the over or the under on Tim's complete collapse at mile 170? I'll take the over because I bet you want to take the under. I absolutely want to take the under. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Graham and Keith will document. All right, um, we'll retweet it on the Slow Ride Pod Twitter account and Instagram. You'll be able uh-huh. to see every store stop how I'm looking as as uh-huh. as we're going through the day. Cool. I think about mile 170. I'm going to really be hating myself and hating everybody that's on that bike ride with me. I'm going to need. I'm going to need Keith and Graham and all the folks on the ride to. You know, not to like leave you for dead or anything, but I want them to allow you to make your own choices about what to get at the corner store stops and oh, things yeah. like this. I, like, I, they need they need to let you be the boss of your own destiny it, on this ride because. What do you think my biggest What do you think my biggest weakness is going into this ride? If you guys had to say like, Tim is going to fail in this spot, where where do you think it is? Is it? Nutrition, Nutrition's, mechanical no. kit. Like, what are you thinking that yes. words? Well, I think that the, the bike should be pretty dialed. Uh, it's new. You know, the fact that you do need a fit still does give me pause that you're going to get a lingering yeah. back injury around mile 
170 um, that never goes away. But yeah, a classic Vanderpool. I think it's yeah, classic Vanderpool, which is a shame. But I think we got to go with nutrition on this, Timmy. I mean, we know some (laughs) at shorter bike rides, your nutrition decisions at the stops are not perhaps always the best. Um, Legendarily, not. I've got a I got a handlebar bag. I can put a lot of snacks in this thing. Well, yeah, that's a that's it, a problem. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, you're gonna need a lot of sugars, a lot of you know, fuel, but at some point, I think you're gonna hit you're gonna hit a peak sugar, Tim, and then it's gonna be just huge drop off, like a huge drop off. Mm-hmm. Like after the third ice cream cone, you can't go any higher, man. <laughs> and all you can do is go down. Yeah, my blood sugar is gonna be through the roof right yeah. around mile seventy. Yeah. As I'm amping up, I'm like, ooh, I got to get more nutrition in me. What do so, you think, Spencer? What do you think the weakness for my... Oh, wh- why am I going to collapse at mile 120? Mainly nutrition, but also I think um, mental toughness is going to be... It's going to be a wow. tough one for you. Yeah, like once once you start slipping off the wheels of the guys you're with, um, <laughs> the super rookie bags it, you know? The super rookie, if he can't hang... You know, I don't know if he's if he's got the stuff to drag himself out of that deep dark hole that he's going to be in around mile one seventy, or less. Um, no, in his defense, <laughs> I don't think I have that either. I haven't gotten to mile seventy one seventy ever in my life. I've never ridden that far in a day. So yeah, I'm no shade, Tim. But yeah, I think you're going to be in a deep. Oh no, I would I wouldn't do it. No, are do you, you kidding? think I'm going to turn finish. around and go home? Yeah, yeah, I think you'll finish if only because we do have unbound. Um, I'm signed up for Unbound. You're signed up for Unbound, um, and and I'm sure you want to put a little fear in me. Oh, for sure. Um, well, oh, yeah. y- you know, you talk yeah. about Tim's weaknesses, but let's talk about his strengths here because yeah, yeah. the the biggest the biggest thing he has in his corner right now mm-hmm. is this podcast because he has to come on here <laughs> and tell all of our listeners Next how week. it went. Yeah. And that might be enough. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the listenership of this podcast might be enough to pull him out of that dark place and keep him going. Yeah. We, we're going to have a special guest next week on the pod for a little bit. You're going to be able Keith is going to be here. Oh, sweet. And he's going to be able to give you an unbiased <laughs> where Tim went downhill. Yeah. Like at what my, it's like honest um, question. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys uh, critiquing my strengths and my weaknesses. Um, if you could let me know opportunities and uh, threats, we could do a full SWAT 360. That'd be great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I do want to touch on, I do have the Campy e-car group uh, on here. That's cool. Uh, That's also going to be a problem. Never going to find a Campy mechanic in the middle of Florida. So I, I did ask uh, um, Joey to put the bike together. I said, what should I bring? He's like, definitely bring this Campy, um, you know, chain link, like the magic link in case yeah. you have to redo the, um, the Campy... It's a one by 13. So it's got a nine tooth cog and then like, I don't know, like a 55 pie plate. I tried going to the the smallest gear, but there's nothing in Florida that even resembles the need yeah. of uh-huh. that. Such a big gear. Um, it's good. But a couple of things, quick point out the thumb shifter yeah. is ginormous. It is not the normal like size of campy chorus or campy record, like a little tiny thumb paddle. This thing's uh-huh. got like a hook in it. Almost looks like a Ram's horn and it kind of just sticks around. I think it makes it easier to shift while you're in the drops or if you're up in the, on top of the hoods. I don't know. But what's annoying on it is that you can only upshift once at a time. Whereas like on record and campy, you can like upshift mm. like three gears. Mm-hmm. However, you can still dump your cassette by downshifting four or five gears at once if you wanted. For the sprint. Um, it, I like the group. I'm happy I got it. It's my first time with a curved, curved bars that has disc brakes, right? Because I've been on rim brakes forever, so that's pretty awesome. I was going down a hill the other day and it was raining, and I could have one hand on my bars and I wasn't, you know, stopping way at the top. So that's cool. I like it. It just strikes me as a group that it's first generation. <laughs> like you yeah. know, you could tell they're yeah. they're trying to get like the bugs out. Like I could see that, but yeah. overall. It, it's pretty sweet. I, you know, I hope other, it seems like people like it cause you can't get it anywhere. We had to cannibalize <laughs> this off a bike. Like, I don't know if campy is benefiting from like, like the, the pandemic has clearly saved the campy business. <laughs> like, cause where else can you get any, you know, you can't get Shram and Shimano. So you might as well not be right. able to get campy too. Mm-hmm. 
I, I I just looked up the shifter, Tim. I'd never seen it before. It does it, that that thumb does look like an old Sun Tour command shifter. People know what that looks like. It's like a couple kind of like shots hooks. fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, um, um, little guy, but it reminds me of the Richie Cranks in the bike box that I have yet to open in my garage. Um, oh but I appreciate they, you uh, they reminding me of that. To that. I'm just going to have Sarah go out there and ship that bike to me one of these days. When she's upset with <laughs> um, me. Anyways, it was. I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm I'm happy that you guys believe in me and finishing 204 miles. Um, Absolutely. 100%. Uh, and uh, yeah. Tim, so, um, yeah, Spencer. I want to, I want to, um, I just want to touch on something else about your bike. I was, no, I was I admiring it. Just continue on. <laughs> on the Instagram, yeah. uh-huh. uh, you posted it. I was flipping through. Most people were excited about the huge hole in your tire from the knife as, as described earlier, but I was, I was most interested in the bike cause I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, Oh, look, Tim did a great job. Look at this bike. Oh, loved my Richie. Like such a wait yeah. a second. Wait, it, what was that? Zoom, it, you know, optical zoom yeah, times yeah. 100. Um, you know, clarify like times 100. Tim, that, uh, yeah. that's a gravel bike or a cycle cross bike technically, but you know, it's Florida. Um, uh-huh. You had road pedals on there, bud. Yeah. What? Uh, I did. Th- I mean, they were beautiful time pedals, but uh, I don't think well, they like, belong. Like, like Taylor on, on from bike. the bikery said. Like Taylor in the bikery said, it is Florida. Um, <laughs> I will say this. I checked with my friends for this cross Florida gravel ride, and I have time Atex, and I have um, some sweet XC shoes, the Bontrager gravel shoes. Uh-huh. However, a couple weeks ago playing hockey, I took a puck to the skate pretty bad, um, where I think I broke my pinky toe and the, the Bontrager gravel shoes have a much bigger toe box. And so what's happening is when I was riding in the bike with my ATAX, my foot is sliding around a little bit too much. Uh Um, whereas in the road shoe, it kind of I can make them tighter with the boa. It never fails. Um, you just put the boa on there and it just kind of make it nice and tight. Yeah. Well, the Notoriously, boa doesn't fail. I mean, yeah. so I, never, they never fail. Segway Sam they ne- there, but. They, they never fail. That's, that's why I have the road um, pedals on there. I will try mm-hmm. to figure out if I'm going to do road pedals for Unbound. More than likely not. But I do like this. Um, the Right now, they feel the best on my feet because of the puck to the puck to my feet. I mean, it's yeah. it was pretty so, bad, black and blue. That, when that is, when is this 200-mile uh, ride, Tim? It's Saturday, this Saturday. And, and I've and, been battling this broken toe for about four weeks now. So six days away. Okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, little guy, do you want to change your 170-mile um, outlook based on this new information? No, I mean, you know, whatever. I'll stay the same. I I, I think 170 is a little high. I I, I think 170 is a little high. I I will get to 170 because you guys doubt me. I was, when I said 170 in the back of my head, I was like, Tim, you idiot. You're going to not even make it to 150 (laughs) before you collapse, before like you start doing, like I feel like around 150, I'm going to start doing the math of like, all right, you got another three and a half hours of this, Tim. Are you going to be able to pull this off? Mm -hmm. Don't do the math. It'll just make it Um, be too painful. Yeah. It's uh, I I will uh, post on the Twitter and Instagram the link to the uh, the spot tracker that our group is going to have. I, I believe the name we have officially chosen on the spot tracker is Regret, so you can just follow the <laughs> the the Regret going across the state of Florida. Um, there is a section of road that we'll be hitting called the King's Road. It was one of the first roadways ever made um, in the state of Florida. It goes all the way from basically Daytona beach to Pensacola. It's an old brick road and there's a solid like 10 mile section that we're going to be on that is old bricks and sand. And it, it just looks miserable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that seems to be the coming apart section. And that's right around mile (laughs) 150 to 170. So we'll take some pictures. It's like right when it's going to start getting dark. It's yeah, it's going to be miserable. I've I've got Tim pegged around one, 141, 155 somewhere in that range all right well i'd say i'm gonna segue segue sam this to cyclocross after this but it all depends if that boa holds together because we know if a boa so much as gets near the ground it will mm-hmm. completely implode just and despite that cyclocross racers keep showing up with boas every week and i've seen <laughs> at least two i've seen wout and i think 
Quentin Hermans have to change shoes this year? I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm sure did Bill Pitcock win today? No, Pitcock, Pitcock won, win he won because of the boa? Today. Not because of the boa. Wout lost his chain today. Wout still won when he broke his boa. He went into the pits uh, the other day yep. after breaking his shoe, mm-hmm. changed his shoe. Good mm-hmm. good shoe change, um, I got to say. They, they must practice that with the boas. They must know that that's a thing. And he still won uh, to, today at the World Cup in Hulst. Hulst? Is that how it's pronounced, I think? Yeah, sure. He, he only managed fourth after basically so, starting last after chain problems. Pidcock won. It was a great race. So was this another like back-to-back weekend of yes. um, Cyclocross World Cups? No, was it wasn't it a, a World it was Cup a on... GP Svennies. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it was GP Svennies. Yeah, not, not World Cups. Just regular right. big cyclocross races. Now, what I did see was Lucinda Brand wins yesterday over uh, Carmen Del Alvarado. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a little bit of controversy. Shout out to the American um, that was getting all of the love from Lucinda Brand for kind of getting in the way of... Um, yeah, being a lap rider. And that was Bridget um, Tooley. So shout out to Bridget Tooley. I love it. Way to get some credit for your sponsors. Yeah. Love it. Well, I would and say not, there's no hurt not, feelings between Alvarado and Brand. So. No. I, I I mean, you never want to see a race decided by that kind of thing where the official should have taken care of that situation. But it's also they were doing like 10 minute laps or something. And it was super muddy and, and wild out. And it's one of those things where you're like, well, nobody knows exactly Can, how long it's going to take somebody to get around. You know, especially I don't think it's on. the official's fault. I'll just say this right now. I don't think it's the official's fault. I think if anybody's fault, it's the lap rider that conveniently didn't get out of the way. Like you, the, the rider uh, in front, I don't know. She stayed to one side or the other. I'm, I'm, I think, you know, if you, if you don't wobble around in the middle of the course, like you're doing the best you can, right? Okay. Like fair enough. But like lap on the inside line? I don't know. Maybe like maybe an not F1, the best you kind of get out of the way, right? No, you just stay to one side or the other and don't do anything erratic. Like yeah, the faster on, the on faster, the race line, uh, racer should overtake, right? Like uh either way, I don't think she held up the race enough to affect the race, but I don't think Lucinda's wrong either that they probably should have been pulling people at the pit or somewhere in between um, if they didn't do it uh, for that last lap. So is it wrong to critique, in your opinion, what I'm doing in critiquing that the lapped rider should have gotten out of the race line? I mean, the rider in front of her got out of the way. Mm -hmm. I think It just seemed a little weird. I would say, as well, there were two lapped riders on this climb, one to one side, one to the other. Ideally, they'd both be on the same side, yeah. But they were both over to the tape on on their respective sides. Um, But I would say... uh, You have first-hand experience in this, Spencer. Yeah, yeah, Of being lapped in a UCI race. Oh, hundreds of times. (laughs) This is... is, is, Look, guys, I'm not not trying to be a dick here. World champions many times. And your whole point when you were, like, riding was to Mm -hmm. not mess things up for when you got lapped. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was your number one priority. You're like, the okay, hardest, I'm going to get laughed here. I, yeah, I don't want to be the guy that causes this issue. The hardest I've ever gone on my bike was up the run up at a USGP in Madison, Wisconsin, in Sun Prairie to avoid being lapped by Jeremy Powers and, and uh, Bart Wellens or something. And just turning myself inside out to get up that climb and get across the finish line to get pulled before they caught me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time, but here's the thing. If the official doesn't pull you at the line and the official doesn't pull you at the pit and you're in the bike race, you're in the bike race, you know, like she had every right oh. to be there. She had every right to be racing that race and going up that climb. And if there's one line, there's one line, sorry. Like, but she, Although she had every right to be there, she shouldn't have been there because the officials should have figured it out. But, hey, you know, blue it's flag. one of those things. They need a it blue flag. They need yeah. a blue flag that just says, like, hey, race leader's coming. Don't even try to go up this climb until the two people pass you. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit of a heads up would probably be the way to... Like, I, I hear what you're saying, and I know I'm coming off as Did- the jerk here, but it just... It was like, come on, man. 
get out of the way. Yeah, that's true. But do we know? Did did Lucinda yell sport leader? Because didn't yell sport leader? Yeah, I like mean, Masters thirty five plus coming through. Yeah, yes, I don't think yeah. she's allowed to yell sport leader. I think she so, has to yell world leader. So <laughs> what happened? World champion. What happened today? I didn't see the women's race today, so I will not have any like first okay. first hand knowledge. I just got to watch Pidcock and uh, Ellie and Lars go on that Hulse course, which looked very fun. I have to say that looked like the most fun uh, cross course I've seen in a long time. You went through a windmill, and it was just a lot of <laughs> up and down, and uh-huh. it was very fast. It looked like you could carry so much speed. It looked it looked very enjoyable. A lot of bridges and weird stuff, riding around moats or something. I don't know what it was, but it looked it looked like one of the few courses I wanted to be on, as opposed to usually you're like, well, I'm glad I'm watching this, but I don't want to be running up that hill, you know, under any circumstance yeah. ever again. Yeah. yeah, it looked painful. Um I did I did really like the Dutch touch of going through the windmill. Um The Dutch it, touch. That's what they no, call I didn't, it when you go through a windmill, they call it the Dutch touch. It's true. It, <laughs> do they eat some Dutch crunch bread? Like they're from San Francisco. Shout out San Francisco. Um, uh, I didn't watch, but when you checks. when I hear you say a windmill, was it like a mini golf windmill? Like they had to no. time their entrance well, in for when the. Here's the thing, I I only saw the leaders ever go through it, and that's Pidcock, Ellie beat and Lars Vandahar. One, two, three. So it could have been a mini windmill. I don't know. Now I'm assuming Toon Ertz went through the windmill because the course did go through there, and he he ran like fifth or something on the day. But um, no, I think it was it was not uh, gigantic, but it was it was big enough for us. It was pretty good normal size, you know? sized adult human. Story we are, these guys, and they're the same size as me. I mean, they're now next week we have the national championships. Is that right? And then it rolls into um, Cross Worlds in Arkansas at the end of the month. So we're about three weeks out. Pretty much, we're getting we're getting down to it, and it seems and like at this point, no Vanderpool probably. Wow, it's a question. Yeah. So what's going on there? Is it the back still acting up from Spencer's top event of twenty or second top event of twenty twenty one? I find Ramp it Gate. interesting. His back is hurting him, and and the team is saying that his back is really injured from earlier in the year from from some mountain bike World Cup where he supposedly injured his back. And that hmm. maybe the Olympics is just an aggravating thing, but oh, it does so feel like bummer. the way this is dragging out, this is going to be not career ending, but just career altering, you know, in the same way that yeah. like Merck's had the back injury and he always claimed he was never quite as good despite you look at his result sheet and you're like, well, you still won like 10 more classics and multiple grand tours. <laughs> but like, yeah. I feel like this is the kind of thing Vanderpool is going to look back in 10 years and be like, ah, I would have won that Flanders and I would have won that Roubaix, but I was always... 95%. It's kind of like you know. Eric Lindros with the concussions, right? Yeah, like you've just, got like a world-class athlete that's the top of the game and then just something comes along that they can't control and it yeah. ends up just changing, altering a career. I hear you on that. I, hope I do not, think that the, I just hope, I was thinking about this the other day about how Chris Froome signs this mega contract with Israel Cycling <laughs> nation or academy or startup nation, whatever. Um, the three of us knew right away that this is like, you know, contract year cashing out. Well, I believe two of the three of us knew that Chris room was never going to be on the podium again. Spencer, I do believe you and I were the ones that agreed that he was never going to be on the podium again. And little guy was like, really like, Oh, Chris room is going to be the greatest of all time. He signed this big contract. (laughs) This is good. Um, keep the dream alive, man. I just like the drama, you know, this this way I'm this way every time I see a thing like on uh, this press now that he has a knee injury that I I can feel like deflated. I, I, I do, want the emotional roller coaster. I need the high. I do think if you really put an ounce of like looking at someone's career in into focus, you can start to see these career changes that you're like, why are they, they're chasing the payday, right? So, and now we can just foreshadow. So. Sagan is going down this. He's getting this, the fat payday. Mm-hmm. He's on a new team. He's not going to be rocking the sweet new Bora Hansgrove jerseys, by the way. The best jersey in pro peloton so far that's been announced yet. But um, pretty good. he's going pretty to good. the FDJ team, and you're just like, 
okay. No, he's not even going to FTJ. That's, that's not not Groupon. Uh, not even No, Groupon. that's not it either. <laughs> what team is he on? Well, he's on the French, this, some French this team. This is how impressive his team is, is you're just yeah. like, I've no, he's on direct energy. Yeah, direct well, energy. No, Sorry. No. Well, guy, you got it wrong too. Well, what it's total now? energy now. Total, total energy. Right. Yeah, total sorry. energy. To, to, total energy. Sorry. Right. So he goes to total energy, yeah. chasing the payday. So we oh, can yeah. just assume that Sagan is not going to be wearing a green jersey in Paris. Um, you would think they'd know I better just, after Terpstra, but obviously, well, it's just, <laughs> no. I think I think you can just start seeing like these. You know, when the when they make the move, that's the end. It's not unless it's the upgrade. Right, like Tyler this, Hamilton yeah. making the move, you're like, oh, he's going to be the team leader <laughs> at Rock Racing. There's a, oh, it's a two way street, though. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these guys are cashing out a little bit and 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 making and their I respect last that. contract respect on the fame that they have yeah, held you, up until now. And you're kind of like, why did the, why why would Total Energy like sign like this is a waste of he's never going to win anything, but. Total Energy needs to get invited to these races. They need yeah. they need that wild card that gets them in, uh, you know, that unlocks the doors that have been locked for them previously. But um, well, the, yeah, the nice thing for Total Energy is they've 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 been unlocking doors with Terpstra for a while, and then Terpstra just lets Turgus go forward, right? You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and then now you got Sagan on keep those doors opening so they can get in the big races and and. And yeah, I I think their number one rider isn't the one that even gets them right. into the races, but pulls like top fives at these huge races. And right, you can't not it, pay attention to what Sagan's doing. Like if if you're in the pro peloton right now, like I guess that. No, you're right. I it gets them into the races. I just wish like if pro cycling was you know a union sport where it was a salary cap like the NBA, and you can start like looking at or the NHL even you start to look at like riders contracts and you can start mapping mm-hmm. things out. Mm-hmm. Like what is the worst contract in pro cycling right now? I'm willing to just say, I'm just going to throw this one out there. I mean, Froome is clearly probably the worst contract right now, just because who knows if he's going to race again, but Mikel Landa is signed through <laughs> 2023 at Bahrain <laughs> Victorious. Little guy through 2023. There's yeah. still hope. Okay. Okay. You're the one that told us that there's still hope on Chris Froome. Are you trying to tell me Mikel Landa isn't one of the five worst contracts in pro cycling right now? I mean, signed through 2023. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of a worse. I mean, granted that's two more me. years, but it's still, it's someone on yeah. confidence has uh-huh. to be on more money somehow. <laughs> <laughs> There um, are, um, yeah, there are some bad contracts out there if you go digging. Um, but I think we've, we've, uh, ooh, that's a deep, dark hole. I don't know if we want to go down, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, we'll just be on here slandering people all day, but you know, it's not slander. I think what, what it's not, you're talking you not about, year. It's, I mean, which year, I mean, come on, like, I'm not trying to. He's, like, he's no, seriously. Tim, 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 Tim. Now, come on. You can't slander Mikel Landa like this when, <laughs> when Vincenzo Nibali still has a contract. Oh, okay? yeah. Nibali's, I mean, probably what they paid for Nibali was probably pretty steep considering how he, the, the drop-off in results in the last couple of years. Absolutely. I mean, realistically, Landa's 32. Ever, ever since uh, he got busted, you know, holding on to that team car. But, uh, his results thing, Nibali, have really dropped off. I'm just here's saying. the thing with Nibali. Nibali's in a contract year. He, like yeah. he has a contract with Astana, new team, just mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. It may be chasing a payday, but he may be looking to the like he may actually have a great year this year. It, Linking it, up it, with Vinokurov, kind of get <laughs> get back on he, the um, yeah. I think if, Link, if if Nibali recalibrates and just ignores Grand Tour wins. And just goes for a couple stages and, and tries to poach one or two big one-day races, I think. I'd, awesome. I'd much rather be a, a general manager that has Nibali on my team than two years left of Landa. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, there's, I, the, I, yeah. There's, a, there's a chemistry issue because he thinks he's team leader everywhere he goes. And uh-huh. like, there seems to be an issue. And then Nibali, for all intents and purposes, seems like an amazing so, teammate. 
let's 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 Damn real what? quick. <laughs> I mean, little guy, you can make your point. Go ahead. Oh, um, my so. point is is yes, twenty twenty one was not the best Landy year, but he had some crashes early on. I'm I'm defending Landy here. He did win Volta Burgos. It's a fine one week race. Let's not forget that in twenty twenty, Landa was fourth at the tour. So it's not like that far back in the past, this guy wasn't bringing home Tim, a serious I, result for his team. You know, Tim, I didn't, I didn't realize he was going to be defending Landa with his point. I thought, yeah, I thought he had I, something I wish, else. Yeah, thanks I, a lot, Spencer. No, really, I just, really just dragged me under the bus there. Uh, yeah, go, 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 yeah. go on, go on, go on, go on. No, I was, I was going to um, explore Tim's uh, theory here of setting up cycling teams like they were uh, NHL teams or or soccer teams or something else that had like a salary. Um, sim, fo- that's football in, in the USA. That's football yeah. in the USA. Um, yeah. yeah, but, uh, it got me thinking about, um, hockey and, and, uh, European football, American soccer, um, how there's a team captain always, and we have road captains. You hear about it a little yeah. bit in cycling, but if you were the general manager of a cycling team, who are you, who are you throwing down? And obviously, you know, you got your Mitch Dockers and stuff. They don't need to be your high dollar guys. Do we know who? So there's who two would different be the types of captains of your team. Like, yeah, and what's like your strategy? You, you, I've got I well, like in hockey, you've got captain and assistant captain. So first off, for my captain, the team leader, the one that's like the veteran, the wily old veteran, the one that everyone um, listens to, mm-hmm. uh, leads and performs the likes. Hands down, my captain pick is Bauke Malima. I, I think that I, you know, he's there. He's in all the Grand Tours. Okay. It's it's like the the anonymous top top ten, but you know that they respect him when he comes into that team bus. I, I love don't know. it. I don't know about now, that. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> oh, come on. Like, what's up, fifth place? Like, I don't uh, think <laughs> what's up, fifth place. <laughs> so, I I put I put Balke Malima. Throw that monument in your face every time. And, yeah, and Balke yeah. Malima, yeah, he's you okay. know he's got the monument win at Lombardia. Um, hey, he'd be and number one. Shit. Now the, the second you need a solid assistant captain, and the reason you need the assistant captain is for the bar fights. You need the okay. guy that's gonna like you got your back. And, like like because I talk a lot of trash. I need the person that like can kind of stand next to me on the bike that people uh-huh. will be like, ooh, you know, I'm gonna have to take him out later when. Who is that in my corner? Oh, what's up, Michael Matthews, my my oh. my assistant captain, who is another consistent all around slow ride podcast first teamer, top mm-hmm. ten. He's mm-hmm. there, and I guarantee you, Michael Matthews can throw down in a bar fight. I I just have the feeling that he can he can definitely help me out if I need it. And those are my captain and assistant captains. How about you, Spencer? All right. Little guy. Um, mm. I'm curious uh, if little guys had any time to come up with anything because I did, I did spring this on you guys. We didn't yeah, talk about this ahead of time, but uh, I mean, for me, I think my captain's choice is, is easy. Um, captain, my captain, Simon Geshka with the beard, with the desire to win the championship belt again, mm-hmm. you know, had yeah. it. We know his, he's got proven pedigree of, of being able to hold the championship belt. But, uh, you know, had it ripped from his hands. Um, Two more years has, on his contract, too. Yeah. It's, it's a, got that it's, desire yeah. to get it yeah. back. I, I think that's, uh, that's the kind of rock you need to uh, build the foundation of your team upon. Strong playoff beard. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know. Probably a uh, Johnny Vermeersh kind of guy, maybe. Um, <laughs> a Kiwakowski kind of guy. Kiwakowski, oh, yeah. yeah. Solid like world he, champ stripes. Yeah. A little bit too yeah. big bucks, maybe. Um, but you know, could definitely bring the swagger to the locker room. So you need the dog. You need the dog, right? Like you got the guy that's fighting through all the all of it. All right. What do you got, little guy? I like I like those Spencer. Geshka Geshka with the beard. Solid captain pick. Love it. Oh, the intimidation yeah. factor is through. Oh, the yeah. Roof. Like, okay, that's pretty good. What do you got, uh, little guy? Man, I don't know. It's tough. Um Captain on the road. Maybe go with like a Luis Leon Sanchez, man. Been around the block for a long time. Uh, he's like thirty-eight now. He's been he's been I mean, there if forever. We're, if yeah, we're going yeah, Sanchez, yeah. and you're going around the block, you went with Luis Leon San, San, uh, Sanchez. 
but you didn't bring up Alejandro Valverde. I mean, the guy's well, 42, but he's going on 21. But I need a road captain. You know what I mean? Valverde, same deal. But I think we've learned from the Movistar documentaries, Valverde's kind of soft-spoken guy, you know? He, he's there to lead, but he's also, he, he sits who, kind of who, let back. Mm-hmm. Who kind of ruined Movistar the first uh, year of that documentary? Did he ruin it? <laughs> no, no. Who did? I'm asking you. Like, who is the? Oh, I didn't even watch the first year. I only watched the second. Oh, sorry. Okay, it was Landa. In case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I think. Uh, I think for my road captain, and then uh, what am I doing? A leader. That's the other thing I'm doing. Assistant captain. But yeah, you know, oh. who's your bar fight guy? Oh, my bar fight guy. <laughs> Dang, I don't know, man. God, I want John- I want Johnny Vermeer too, Spencer. But whatever. Uh, Ramirez is a good pick, and you know, yeah. I get you, so. Here's what I need. I mean, hold on, I gotta look it up. Um, I'm gonna. Go, you need a cross racer. You need someone who's willing to get dirty, oh. get in the mud. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I'm gonna go with Clement uh, Venturini, Meiji Two R, um, just because Frank, I want to give him a shout out that I saw he's gonna be dipping into a few cross races coming up here, uh, coming up to the World Championship. He just was at, I think he got. 15th today 20th i don't know he did a decent result for i think one of his first races out so i want to want to throw some love his way and i uh, i think you got to have a, a proud frenchman yeah that's, definitely that's a good point that, that, that's how your team is going to get selected into the tour de france little guy so uh we're, we're <laughs> okay. stoked with that uh how, how do you it. feel about a um for for your for your team build little guy how do you feel about a sep van mark that'd be good and kind of a gentle giant uh, you think he gets uh, uh, the respect he deserves from the team, from within, yeah, on the bus? You know, I think so. I think <laughs> they don't, they I don't say that, what's up, Mister Fifth Place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be the same. The same there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. He's got. He's got. He's got like a sad. For every time Ooh. another younger rider has a knockdown, you know, has something happen to them, Sep can always put his armor on him, and he can say. One time I was going to win Paris-Roubaix and my electronic derailleur failed. Or he can say, one time in Flanders I was at the break and you know mm-hmm. that little crack in the middle of the road? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rode into that crack and I ate it out of the break. <laughs> um, he can, he can, he can, he has like a sad, just a sad, just like, oh man, how did that happen? Story for for every ra- big race you think he should have won, you know? Uh-huh. So he can teach them a lot about adversity. Also, have you have you guys ever heard about his brother? No. Okay, so his brother, I think he's still the DS at EF, even though Sepp has moved over to to the uh, to the to the to the whatever. The startup nation. Yeah. The startup nation. But I saw a thing once that his brother his brother was briefly pro two or like in the semi ranks, but his brother trains with him. And the thing I saw was about for years how his brother was working like a nine to five job. And Sepp was tr- younger, so he was trying to make it as a pro. So he's doing big, mi- big miles, big hours. And his brother would just still train with him. So he had a training partner. So his brother would work like a full-time job and had a family. And Sepp's like, I got to go out and do eight hours, you know. And he's like, all right, I'm there for you, brother. And it was like, it was the most beautiful, like, brotherly love sort of thing. So maybe his brother is actually the one you should have. Sounds he's like it. EF team car, it sounds like. So. At least he was for a while. Wow. Little guy making me uh, tear up a little bit. It's uh, I gotta say, I think we're putting together some good teams. If any of our listeners want to chime in, just email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com with who they would select as their captain and assistant captain on the road and in the team bus. But let's get with my very own assistant team captain, Michael Matthews, see how he feels about his selection. Jim Champion and Master Meisen, and I don't listen to your podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap. Real quick, major shout-out to all of the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out how you can become a member and a supporter. While you're there, you can also check out our shop, which you can get your very own limited edition episode 300 shirts being sent out as we speak to Switzerland. Um, so mm-hmm. do what you can. Slow Ride Podcast, CX Radio, 
And then also the good friends over at Nowhere Fast and Grodio continue to deliver and Criterium Nation in the midst of it all with all the exciting news that's happening in the world of Criterium Racing. Check it out at WideAnglePodium.com. God, we have such a good lineup of shows right now putting out quality stuff. It is a, it, it is a sight to behold, I got to say. I know we talked about it last time, but Amanda Nauman's interview with Adam Roberge. Yeah. Really good. We're going to talk about Adam Roberge here in a second. Before we get out of the pre-lap, he has a pretty sweet YouTube channel, and the way he says Shawamigan, because he doesn't know what the Shawamigan race is as he's going through the whole lifetime uh-huh. um, calendar, he thinks it might be a gravel race really fast. These guys have no idea what's coming to them. They should listen That's to the I'm Slow saying. Ride podcast. It is going to be 40 minutes. It is the race that's going to decide the Lifetime Grand Prix. 40, 40 is, miles. 40, 40 miles. miles, sorry. It's going to be an hour and 40-minute race. Mm-hmm. These guys are fast. They are not... Exp- a few of the people know about the event, because I think a couple like Jeremiah Bishop and a couple of the others in the yeah. men's and the women's race have done it. But I don't... I think some of the racers are going to take it easy going into that race. And remember five of the six races count and that is going to be the race that I think the mountain bikes are really going to decide it because of, you know, how unique Leadville is to this whole thing. And then also sea otter. And they're going to look at the Schwamigan profile and do what little guy did and bring a cross bike or a gravel bike and get screwed. And it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. I rode the bike today in the snow at the park. It's the perfect bike for basically Mm -hmm. every terrain. Except for Schwamigan. Which People from point. Lifetime yeah. Lifetime Grand Prix, if you're in it, contact us. We'll give you all the tips on Schwamigan because that's what's going to make or break it if, is true. You are a, if you're a hero or if you're a zero. And with that, let's get back to the pod. Hello, this is Shireen from Avastar Lions, and I don't listen to the podcast. Perfect. All right, guys, here we are. And I got to say, gentlemen, with all our fame and fortune that comes with 373 episodes of the Slow Ride podcast yeah, and our quest for inbox zero to start the year, it is next to impossible <laughs> with the dozens yeah. of emails that we consistently get here. And I know that we ask for suggestions. Um, I mean, major shout out Adam Shoup, along with... Um, Matt, uh, uh, along with Douglas uh, Niper, friends of the pod, both of you found the Saturn commercial I was looking for. Yes, oh, it is fantastic. Um, we'll 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 put that out on the Twitter. It is. It made me buy a car. Um, it's great work. <laughs> Special shout. I mean, Douglas Niper, you're always putting together some great tweets. We love it. Adam Shoot. I mean, at this point, is basically an intern. With the amount of um, unpaid research assistance he is giving us. So uh, fantastic stuff there. Um, Matt Watts comes at us real quick. And he goes, hey, great bike ad, guys. Please tell me y'all helped this person craft such a glorious for sale bike ad. And I'm going to read you this. Selling, and this is on the online swap meet for cycling and triathlon on Facebook. Okay, got it. Selling this piece of history. This bike was specially crafted for legendary astrophysicist Carl Sagan. It is incredibly rare, so rare that only several thousand were made. It's crafted with metals found in fighter jets. It also weighs, it's also just as fast as an SL7 at 40 kilometers an hour. Weighs less than my neighbor's bike. Sale price calculated based on the cumulative sum of each individual part with separate shipping costs included. If at this point you don't understand this is a joke, please stop reading and just pay me now. I'll even pay for shipping for your gullible ass. In reality, this is a great bike that I have loved thoroughly. I ride it hard and take care of it well. Built up in 2019 with a new frame. It's a hunt wheels with oil slick spokes and less than a year old. If you're interested in new Reynolds instead, I can swap them. Tiles, tires will need a refresh. There are some, admittedly some imperfections. Pretty much going to do an or best offer right now since the used bike market makes as much sense as NFTs. DM for questions. Little guy, did you write that ad? I didn't write it, but I liked it. 
It's good. To the point. Snarky. Just the right amount of snark. So good. Just the right NFTs amount of are the future. Um, so thank you, uh, Matt, for your uh, contribution. Um, again, <laughs> so many great things. But let's go right away to Alex Bond, who emails us six degrees of Laurent Fignon. I honestly don't know if there's a segment you can do around this, but I thought you would like it anyway. Six degrees of Laurent Fignon.com. It's six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but for cycling. So it's six degrees of Laurent Fignon instead. Put in two writers' names, and it tells you the connection between them based on who was on the same teams. For example, father and son Andre and Matthew Vanderpool are separated by three degrees. Andre Vanderpool rode for Rabobank. Max Van Heiswick then rode for U.S. Postal. Where Stein DeVolder, who then rode for Corridan Circus in 2019 with Matthew Vanderpool. It's five steps from Eddie Merckx to Remco. Okay. To get from the 1950 winner of the tour to the 2020 winner, it takes six connections. So, That's gentlemen, wild. thanks for Adam for this. So I wanted to do a little bit of a game with you guys. I am going to start, start this discussion with a friend of the, uh, like a friend of the podcast, in this case, Adam Meyerson. And we're going to try to get to another cyclist that we probably talk about too many times on this podcast versus their general value in the world of cycling. This is not a knock, but you know, like the types of cyclists we talk about on this pod, not a lot of people always talk about them. So you got to think of that level. I'm not talking about Valverde here, but I want to get, it's three spots away from Adam Meyerson to get to a personal favorite of mine. Okay. Can I guess right now? Can you can you buzz in beforehand or yes? Go ahead. Eric Saunders. It is not Eric Saunders, but that is the type of cyclist that we love on the pod. That most people are going to be like like Adam Saunders, like you know Eric Saunders. I love Eric Saunders. We could play him. I feel like I already know who it is, but I don't want to. I don't want to blow up Tim's spot. Yeah, don't ruin the game. Adam Meyerson rode for Team Mountain Khakis Smart Stop in 2009 with Uh Thomas Soliday. Okay. Where are we going with this? Where are we Who's going? Do, do you guys have a guess? Do you have a guess of what rider we're trying to get to here? Well, knowing you, I think we're trying to get to David Klinger. <laughs> we are not trying to get to David Klinger, but we, he was on my list for later. So we'll play yeah, this game yeah, yeah. maybe just what? So not David There's Klinger. Like, Low guy, who do you got? Three. I don't know. So we're one. Yeah. We're trying to get to Paige. Trying to get to Page. We are no. not getting to Johnny Page. That's a good. Okay, I'm going to continue. You guys get one guest each round. Oh, okay. okay. Thomas right. Soliday rode for Rally Cycling in 2017. So we're one step closer to my rider. 2017 Rally Rider rode with somebody else that team. That then gets to my rider. Yeah. Okay. Tom Danielson. Trying to get to Tom Danielson. We're not trying to get to Tom Danielson. That's a good guess. Solid guess. Solid guess, think, little guy. Solid guess. I think you're trying to get to Floyd Landis. We are not going to Floyd Landis, but... Ah! Uh, okay. So Adam Meyerson rode Team Mountain Khakis with Thomas Soliday, who rode uh-huh. for Rally Cycling in 2017 with Danny yeah. Pate. Danny Pate rode uh, for Team Sky. Yeah. To get you're to trying who? to get to G. You're trying to get to G. <laughs> No, he's a little too famous. He's a little. Uh, he's not, not anymore. Not, not, not. The, according to G, you are wrong. This is we're not getting to G though, right? They did. They would be three. They would be. It, it would yeah, be. Would be it, three. it is the same team. So it, yeah. Danny Pate rode for Team Sky in 2015 with this rider. It is this rider is not G. G. So again, Adam Meyerson, three levels away from this rider. We talk, I talk about this rider way too many times, little guy. Who is the greatest pickup, the best contract year rider in the history of Team NetApp? Oh. Oh, what is his name? Oh. Leopold Koenig. Leopold Koenig. Adam Meyerson is three levels away from Leopold Koenig, and it made, it made me so excited to get there. Um, oh. Wow. I was I trying all the... Terra Locker. I was, I got to say... Adam Meyerson, 
comes up quite a bit if you're looking for any type of rider in the U.S. <laughs> like professional peloton, yeah, 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 yeah. which speaks on his longevity in the uh, peloton. Also, um, other riders that uh, pop up a lot, Mikel Landa. Why? Because he's been on so many teams. Well, that's true. He's well, the connection. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of, a lot of connections. When- so major shout out to uh, Alex Bond for this wonderful um, game. That we were yeah, this, this could this it's could be a so reoccurring one. I I, I oh, didn't yeah. mind this too much. I I think we got caught up, little guy, in uh, the American centric. Um, yes, I agree. With I agree. two American teams, we were just focused over here and and didn't see Leopold coming. But uh, yeah, you yeah, know. I yeah, I thought we were staying. I thought Tim was staying domestically. Yeah. Right. but I, you I know, I think this is. This has legs, Tim. You could bring this back every once in a while as a reoccurring. Okay, uh, I mean. I, the, the classic ones, you know, Andy Schleck, you yeah. know, eight, yeah. one well, degree of separation. Yeah. No, no, but one degree of separation from Popovich. Both race for Radio Shack. Well, yeah. yeah. See? Andy Schleck, Frank Schleck, one degree. Who knew? One degree. Yeah. I didn't know they knew each other. I, I, did, check, I look, did check to see how um, close Andy Schleck was to Kim Kirchen, the other Luxembourgian rider. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's actually two degrees. Um, they were Andy Schleck and Kim Kirchner were never on the same team together. Um, I was a little, a little shocked by that beef. Uh, so segue, Sam, we should say we haven't talked about the fact that Andy Schleck's team had to change their jerseys because, uh, three fourths of the women's professional Peloton decided to have the same colors. And I don't know why Andy Schleck's team was forced to change at the UCI level. They, the jerseys have to be approved. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they go to someone at a desk in Switzerland looking mm-hmm. at it. I can't imagine. Like that person must have been sitting there just laughing, just looking at all these kits going, wow, yeah, we have three that are the same exact kit. Like approved. <laughs> somebody, um, yeah. somebody didn't uh, didn't even open the attachment on the email, is, is what happened there at the UCI. And uh, it's, I hope, I, I don't know. Nobody's going to lose a job over it because it's, the UCI, but uh, I hope it's like a uh, an Easter egg. Like the designer got bounced around, right? Like left whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even know who the kit manufacturers are for all these teams. Then just kind of like yeah. freelancing. They were found on Fiverr, and they're just yeah, like, yeah. wow, well, yeah, we we got these sweet budgets from these women teams. Uh, you know, we're just gonna like put it out there um, instead of a uh, yeah. It's just the things are is that the kits don't look all that horrible. No, um, the kits you look guys great. Have, do you guys have oh, any shout outs for kits. I think the new women's FDJ Futura scope kit looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The blue, like uh, mostly blue with the red. Uh, any other kits that kind of strike you guys uh, from first look before we, we do our classic uh, draft? Anything? I mean, I, I love the new Bora hand screw. I mean, major upgrade yeah. over last year. I, I love the Bora. Bora's nice. good. Um, I think the, the new quick step vinyl looks worse, which is impressive. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, it it's very Euro. Give the, you know how a couple of years ago the trend was everybody made black kits, and then the last trend was everybody made gradient kits, and yeah. this year everybody is doing contrasting sleeve kits. Every yeah, single bad. kit is like a solid color torso was, with different color sleeves. Was it was Trek the first one to do that a couple of years ago with the women's kit? They had like the blue torso with the white sleeves. In the modern era, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all throwback style, yeah. Um, yeah, I was uh, another one that I mean, we'll we'll go through all the kits, but the other thing that I uh, came across our email, one of the, yeah. the many emails, was the uh, unsolicited embargo email that we got, and I was talking about Adam Reberge a little, a little bit earlier. Um, I mean, it's a slow ride podcast guarantee that he's going to win this lifetime Grand Prix, as far as I'm concerned. Um. <laughs> But he was like fifth billing on the embargo email. That that kind of struck me as a little weird. He's, I mean, despite the big results, he's not the biggest name on the team. Wow, well, that twelve-year-old kid's. That twelve-year-old kid, they've got bigger, bigger billing than him. Yeah. Yeah. Well. One of the things I wanted to talk about on the on the embargoed email, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. Would it have been bigger news if we just broke the embargo? Were they like, did they know that we were going to probably spill the beans early and that was going to bring a little bit more news to them? 
than yeah, the, the release sure on January first. Banking on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, probably now we're now we're off their list, right? We messed up. Yeah. We didn't. Well, no, we actually played it by the rules. We didn't. You know, there wasn't like the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, hey, you can break this news early because mm-hmm. we come to you guys for breaking news. Well, here's here's the thing. This, <laughs> you're I, journalists. I, yeah, I think this was the perfect. Uh, team announcement to get as an embargoed, uh, you know, press release because we could keep this secret and it was fine. It wasn't burning a <laughs> hole in our pocket, really. Yeah. Um, but it was great to be included. And because we did such a good job, maybe we'll get some. So we did know, pass the test. Yeah, we passed the test. And now, okay. now we'll get some new ones in the future that we can totally screw up on. So and it's going to be awesome. Do- do the one or two know, times like, that people believe us or trust us. Do, do we make a resume and and send it to the World Tour teams and put on there kept a secret for three days about the jukebox team? You can totally trust us. A lot of Visma, a small software company mm-hmm. from somewhere. Like and you know, make pers- we'll personalize each one. So the next one's like DSM, whatever you do, holidays or something. Uh we can we can I mean we can keep secrets. W- our email is somewhere in the UCI system because we did get media credential at Mm -hmm. Richmond world. So I feel like we can just hit them up and be like, Hey, I haven't seen any of our press releases recently. Um, can you get us back on the, whatever list we need to be on? Have and, you guys uh, checked the spam folder lately? Because I yeah. have not checked the spam folder. How <laughs> no. We actually, have we been getting all the embargo emails? But we just it's possible. That'd be embarrassing. That'd be super embarrassing if we had. Like yeah, and it's like, well, you guys just never put up press releases for us anyway, so we took you off the list. You're like, oh, no, we didn't know we got it. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and the big problem really is even if uh, brands and teams and, you know, uh, um, gravel uh, individual racers doing their own kind of program, you know, Rebel Renegade program, whoever it was, um, if they were sending us embargo press releases, we might not see it because as Tim alluded to earlier, our email, our email box is just, it's out of control. Um, it's overflowing. We appreciate everyone sending us emails. Apologies, we can't get to all of them. Don't yeah. take it personal. Well, and what I'm going to say is I would rather read emails from our fans than emails <laughs> uh, that are embargoed press releases because uh, listeners send in some fantastic emails. And uh, I mean, I guess it's just to say the, the bar is, is pretty high, guys. Yeah, if you want us to like really hold on to an embargo, <laughs> it better be some really cool news. There was nothing about rail biking in that embargo email. Like, why do I care? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You got to make little guy care if you want it to make the cut on the slow red pod. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, as always, it's been a great pleasure. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? Um, I don't know. We should probably, you know, say, uh, like everyone hoping, uh, Amy Peters, Yes, hundred percent. Um, we didn't mention that when we talked about cross, and obviously, Cinder uh, Brand brought it up, and it kind of came up. But obviously, um, you know, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts are with her. Hopefully, absolutely that turns out for the best. Absolutely. And on that note, let's have a wonderful week for everybody, and we appreciate everyone coming along on the ride with us. We'd like to thank BK One of Rhyme Series Entertainment. We'd like to thank. Everybody that emails us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the slow ride pod. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. Matt Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The slow ride podcast bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The slow ride podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Wow! What an episode! That was amazing! When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally, like, Set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, 
Hello, Cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host a, another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon to be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends. <laughs>